Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast back for another episode, which is 117. Welcome back. Hope you are keeping well, safe and healthy, and that you've managed to do something Star Warsy with your week. And my name's Gary, one of your hosts. And coming up in today's show, we've got a fairly decent mix of news to get through. We've got some of those ridiculous rumor type stuff. Uh, which has been dropped by um, uh, a certain YouTuber that we've spoken about a few times. We've got some uh, Disney Plus show stuff to report on, and we've got some Lego and some merch bits as well, plus a cool little Mark Hamill little nugget, which we love those, those cool little uh, stories about Mark Hamill. Such a dude. Anyway, as I said, I'm one of your hosts, Gary, but joining me, as always, is the other side of whatever coin you get and you become a Jedi the Jedi coin the Academy coin whatever it's the other one isn't it Mark hello trying to sell crypto or some shit it's like I'm planting the seed foot in the door what for our own Sparker Rebellion coin yeah you do one of those cheesy adverts you know by buying a gold coin a collector's edition coin it's only on during oh, the daytime. Oh, yeah, yeah. old school style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Commemorate the Queen's like 11th birthday with this special commemorative coin. Exactly. Yeah. 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 A special five pound coin that you can only get here. All right. Now I understand, mate. Now I understand. Just needed um, to catch on. Hey. Good. Yeah. In a way. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Good. Actors. How's your week been? How's your week been? All right, All right dude. Thank you. Um, from a Star Wars perspective, I have blitzed through Revenge of the Sith, mate. It is 10x better than the movie, and the movie's good. So. There's a lot of stuff, though. Some pivotal things, or not pivotal things, but you know, scene, not scenes even, but like lines that have become iconic that aren't in the book. All right. Okay. Hmm. Like, Obi, oh, spoilers, I know you're going to read it, but I'll tell you this one Obi Wan doesn't record a holocron. Oh, okay. He just flicks the beacon over using the force to, instead of an attraction, come back. It's a repel, stay away. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then one final thing that I will say. It, it, like, you know, Obi-Wan slashes Anakin to bits. Mm. In the book, he doesn't. He's just, he's just blocking. And it's Anakin's jump that causes it to go through his legs. And then as he goes back to a defensive stance, takes his arm off. So all he's doing is defending. It's like a just very subtle shift mm. in the perceptions. Um, dude, it is such a good book. <laughs> like you have got to read it. That's cool. That changes up that scene though a bit, doesn't it? Changes well, it doesn't. The... It doesn't even say you underestimate my power, and he doesn't say he doesn't. He doesn't say don't try Anakin. He doesn't say any of that. It's just mm. he hears him behind him, 
senses he's jumped, goes to block the lightsaber and splices him to pieces. That's it. Short and sweet. Yeah. But it's more powerful for it because he's like, he's like, he doesn't actually act to stop him. He just does what Obi-Wan does, which is to defend. Oh, so it's more of a, oh crap. Yeah. Took his legs off with that. Yeah, balls. <laughs> and the, But then his Jedi training is like, I'll never kill an unarmed man. And he could sense Palpatine as well. Obi-Wan could sense Palpatine coming. And he's like, I've got to get out of here because Padme's on her ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I can't kill this kid because he's unarmed and I've got to get out of here because if he comes, I'm knackered. Because at this point, if I can sense this guy, Yoda must have failed. And if he's beat Yoda, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, perfectly. Mm. And it's like, holy crap, that like five lines is just, it changes the entire movie. So, mate, it is so good. It does change that scene a lot. Because in the film, it's very, the crux of the scene is obviously the relationship between the two of them. And that sort of heartbreak that we know he's about to meet his comeuppance. For a while, anyway. Yeah. His legs, you know, cauterized and set on fire. It's not good. But in the book, that sounds a bit more, um, yeah, uh, more more sort of thought through from Obi-Wan's perspective. Mm. Yeah. It is. Like, and you've got to read them, man. You've got, you've got to read. If you pick any of them up, pick that one up because it's, um, it really is good. It really is good. And you just realise how much Palpatine just screws everyone. Mm. Like he backs Anakin into this corner and he's like, Anakin's like, I just can't can get out. I'm just going to have to do this now I'm in. You know what I mean? It's, it's, dude, it's so good. Anyway, that's what I've been doing and uh, finished off the X-Wing a little bit more um, and start the R2-D2 Lego, which nice. is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, man. What about you? Done much? Uh, yeah, it's not really a bad week. I've not done anything Star Wars, though, because my geekery has been pointed in the direction of other stuff. So I've been on a bit of a... Uh, been watching He-Man, obviously, the new the new Netflix He-Man stuff. Mm, enjoyed yeah. that. Mm, mm. And, uh, yeah, I've been watching a ton of Batman as well, like classic stuff, a couple of the movies. Been on a bit of a Batman uh, binge. A bat binge. A bat binge. Exactly, mate. Yeah, so it's not left much room for for Star Wars. Plus, on top of that, you know how it is. All it is is that we've got to squeeze nice. that stuff in between, you know, pushing some pixels around and other bits and bobs. So, yeah. It's been oh. a good week, but not much Star Wars. Yeah, I get that. Those things happen sometimes. Can't mm. be helped. All it is, is, All it is. Uh, and now we're doing this. Mm. Which is good. More of these. <laughs> <laughs> we should get some looky likeies and you're not near famous you, enough. <laughs> All right, you're supposed to pick me up. <laughs> well, so then what do they do? Well, they just come out and wave, really. That's about it. So then I walk some men cap. More of these. <laughs> lot in the pipeline. I am just taking the money. <laughs> God. Here we go. Right, let's cap that. That's the office done. It's clear that we need to get that out of our system early, I think. All right, yeah. Well, it's not going to go away, though, is it? Well, and that's you saying that. At last. I'm saying that. So. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the first story. No, let's not do that. Let's tell our listener all about the show. 
If this is oh, your first yeah. time, yeah, be, be professional. If this is your first time listening to SOR, then it's great to have you. And uh, we'd love to have you as a, a follower uh, on the show. So whatever podcast app you fire up to listen to your podcast on, just hit that follow button. You won't miss a show then, because they come out every Saturday, which is nice, which I like. So, yeah, make sure you follow us for that. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us on sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram. We chat Star Wars throughout the week, so go and check that out. And if you've got a minute to leave us a review or whatever, you know, those things like podchaser.com, Stitcher, all those sorts of things. If you've got a sec to leave a review, if you like the show, that'd be awesome. That helps us out loads and loads. And if you want to support the show a bit further, if you really like what we do and you want to uh, part with some hard-earned cash, which we really appreciate, that's over on Patreon. So you can do that at sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. That will send you over there. You can jump on from a dollar upwards as various tiers, get yourself some SOR swag. That would be lovely because that really helps us out, obviously, just continuing the show and putting content out and so on. And to our current patrons, we love you guys. So thank you so much for your continued support. You are the best. Thank you, thank you. Right, news, dude. Let's crack straight on. We're going to go in with the ridiculous one first. So you remember that dude? Remember Mike Zero? We haven't spoken about him in a little while, but we have featured some of his rubbish before. The old Mike Zero. Uh, Mark's shaking his head already. He knows where this is going. He knows. Anyway, he's been at it again. He's been at it again. So apparently, there's going to be... This is worded as a Star Wars reboot. I don't know why. But anyway, Ray is returning uh, to show off a new Jedi Order. In an upcoming Disney Plus TV show, apparently. Uh, but it kind of contradicts itself as it goes through. So I'm reading this article now. It's at the uh, the Daily Express, express.co.uk. And um, it goes on to say that uh, Ray's going to return and she's going to show off this new Jedi Order because it takes place after the Rise of Skywalker. So she's been off on her travels. It's a bit of a Luke situation. She's rebuilding stuff to try and get some more Jedi in the mix, because she's the only one, seemingly, after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. And then it goes on to say that she wouldn't really be in it. <laughs> it would just be a cameo appearance. So it'd be a lot more stuff going on. We have no clue what else is going to be going on. But uh, And they like it to how Mark Hamill, the pseudo-Mark Hamill, turned up at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2 finale, where I guess they're kind of insinuating that this supposed new show would build up and up and up and at some point ray would make a cameo and all that stuff so uh it sounds like bs dude it's a normal youtuber stuff but you reckon there's anything to this one nah nah no 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 it's i mean they just make stuff up you know <laughs> i mean we know that yeah <laughs> they just I mean, make I, it up <laughs> They're just making it up. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's difficult because, like, you've got this character, Ray, who was a bit divisive, you know, the old Mary Sue, all that. Um, but what's the point? She was crap. She was dull, man. And it was not her fault, and it's not Daisy Ridley's fault, but it's how the character was written. Like, it, it didn't have, like, an arc. There was no arc, really, to Ray. It's like Scavenger... Got a bit of skill in Force Awakens. What is that? Last Jedi, nothing really happens. Do you know what I mean? If you really think about it, what happens? She gets a little bit of training from Luke. She is able to lift some rocks, which is, you know, her coming of age and showing that she can do all this Jedi stuff. 
And then in The Rise of Skywalker, it's just a bit of a redemption arc that she did. Not necessarily even a redemption arc, more just an arc to show that you can shake off your genetics. It's, it's, it's nurture versus nature. But, like, no one cared about her because they didn't make us care. So, unless there's some sort of, like, data that shows people want more Rey, they ain't doing it. Like, they try and they try and get away from the Skywalker saga, but they can't do it, man. They can't do it. Because they, Luke will always be the biggest draw. You know, they've, they've cast Leia in Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, the, the, the people... The people that are watching Star Wars and Disney Plus are not the people that went to see Rey. They're the people that went to see if Luke would show up mm-hmm. yeah. and Rey was in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's They're the people that have got the Disney Plus. And maybe in a couple of years' time, 10 years' time, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker will be to a generation what the prequels are to us or to me and, you know, the, the OT to you where it's your first real exposure to the universe, and so you've got sort of this nostalgic hit towards it. But I just don't see where, you know, if you're Disney and you've got Ahsoka and you've got Mando and you've got Boba Fett and you've got Luke and you've got a little thing that looks like Yoda, because that's what that's the point, isn't it? It's not that it's Grogu, it's that it looks like Yoda. And I just don't see why you'd bother rebooting this with Ray. You'd just be like, well, that's that. Let's leave that. All it is, that's done with. I just I just don't know, mate. I just don't know. I don't see this being a thing. Because it was a crap character arc, and, and, and the character was so underdone. Do you know what I mean? And bear in mind as well, there were people kicking off, Mary Sue, Mary Sue, Mary Sue. I get it, I get it, I get it. And then... Disney decided to make her even more powerful, but, you know, channel all the Jedi. But then you had, so they've done that then three times. Yeah, Anakin's the most powerful. Yeah, but what about Luke? He did it even older than Anakin did with less training. Yeah, but what about Rey? She was just about the same age and had like a week's training from, it's, do you know what I mean? There's nothing new there, dude. There's nothing new. No, I totally get that, man. It'd be a strange justification as well. It would, wouldn't it? Because... Not that TV shows are cheap to make by any means these days, but Star Wars does seem to be allocated a very healthy budget for its movies and TV shows. So it'd be a lot of, it'd be a massive risk to pump a lot of money into this program, knowing that, like you said, people are not really here for Ray at the minute. They just can't really get out of the Luke uh, and the Skywalker stuff. So it's weird. I mean, this does go on to say they describe that Zero, the Star Wars leaker goes on to say that uh, this is going to be headed up by Favreau. Mm-hmm. And it said that it, because he wants to do his version of Ray within Star Wars. So uh, I don't know. I think, that first of all, the word reboot is wrong because it sounds like it's just a continuation of the character. They're not rebooting anything. They're just showing us what Ray has been up to post Rise of Skywalker. And it's meant to be focused around Ray's new Jedi Order. So it's not a reboot, I don't think. It's just a rumour around what are we going to do? You know, there's just stupidness about how do we keep Ray's character relevant, I suppose, and active within the Star Wars universe because Luke is still here and these other characters and stuff, they're just pushing forward. And then Ray, who was meant to be the star of the show, is getting lost a little bit. So, yeah, you know, get that. It feels like people are just making stuff up to make sure that the Ray train is still chugging along 
albeit slowly. Yeah. And aren't they just continuing to beat this reboot crap? Like these YouTubers are just the dearth of fandom. They absolutely suck ass, these guys, because their content's actually good. Like, if you look at Star Wars Theory, that guy is brilliant. I think he's five years old this week, the YouTube channel, so congrats, dude. Um, but, like, these speculative ones are just doing it for the clicks. And, it, like, the reboot train has been going on for 18 months now. 18 months of this. And I don't know, man, because I've not watched any of that. I've not watched any of like the Mike Zero crap for a while. But did he call Boba Fett? I don't know. Did he call the book of Boba Fett? I don't know. Did he call the Luke Skywalker cameo? No, he did not. I'm pretty sure he did not do that. Do you know what I mean? So. No. No, no. That's all the big news. That's the big news. Like, if you didn't get that, th- what makes you think you've got this? And it's clear that, you know, putting in the word reboot when it's clearly not, even in, according to his own write-up or his own video... It is just there to keep getting the word reboot in front of his audience so that they keep clicking through. Um, and it's sort of, I think it's a lot of the time why fandoms get a bit divided. Because you, you, that, that stokes the fire then of like, you know, you can imagine the comments. Oh yeah, they should reboot, reboot it. Ray was crap. Or no, they shouldn't reboot it. You know, Last Jedi was amazing. And you're like, why are we doing this? Why don't we just, why, let's go watch the Boba Fett thing. That's on. You know what I mean? It's weird, isn't it? It's just to stir the pot a little bit, I think, sometimes. It's definitely that. Absolutely, man. Stirring the pot a little bit, working fans it up, is. getting the clicks in, paying the bills. Well, you got to pay them bills, yo. Pay dollar, dollar bill. bills. Yeah. Pay your bills. Right, let's move on, because that is ridiculous, right? Next one. Uh, now, this is very cool. Love stuff like this. Lucasfilm got absolutely destroyed by a couple of YouTubers who were like, what? If you're going to bring Mark Hamill back and do him as, you know, de-age him and stuff like that, my PC in my bedroom can do this, no sweat. And it looks 10 times better than what you've done with like several million dollars of time and, you know, uh, budget and time allocated to it. So yeah, Lucasfilm are like, all right, cool. Let's see what you got. Yeah. And the universe seems to be saying, yeah, what you got? So Lucasfilm have hired a YouTuber who goes by the name of Shamook. And on his channel, I checked his channel out yesterday when I st- uh, saw this story, and there's loads of deep fake videos on there. He's done them all, like mm-hmm. Harrison Ford as the young um, Han Solo in that film. Dude, He's done that one is badass. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's done Tobey Maguire as uh, the newer Spider-Man in the MCU. He's done so many things, and. It's not like a little hobby where it's like, oh, I did this in five minutes. It looks trash, but it's fun to do. It's like, these look top-notch professional. So Lucasfilm are like, all right, cool, let's get him in. Because if he can do that, you know, in his bedroom, on his Intel whatever, his AMD (laughs) GPU that's you know, he got for his birthday, then sweet. So they put a statement out to say, instead of ordering uh, YouTube to yank the content, uh, uh, or send out the old cease and desist and all that stuff. Uh, they decide to hire Shamook, uh, and they say they're always on the lookout for talented artists who have, in fact, uh, and they have, in fact, hired 
the artist that uh, goes on Lime Lane with Shamook, uh, a Lucasfilm representative told uh, IndieWire. So over the past several years, ILM has been investing in both machine learning and AI as a means to produce compelling visual effects work. And it's been terrific to see momentum building in this space as the technology advances. So basically what they're saying is they've spent millions of dollars, literally millions and millions, to try and get to the point where they wanted their Luke to look like this Shamook's look, but couldn't quite put it off. So they've drafted him in to do other stuff. So which makes me, which well, it's the obvious direction now is that we are going to see more older characters coming back looking like their younger selves. They must be if they're hiring dudes like this who specialise in this kind of thing. In whatever Disney Plus show that's coming up, dude, we're bound to see this uh, this deep fake technology. They'll probably rename it. They'll They'll buy out something and rename it and do their own in-house mm-hmm. version. But this is badass, man. Fair play to that dude. He's awesome, isn't it? Like his his work is brilliant. Like I've watched the um I've watched the the solo one and dude, it is passable for a film. And I don't mean passable as in, oh yeah, it's passable for a scene. I mean it's 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 movie level at this stage. You know, it really is you could you could watch it and not be too annoyed by it. You know, it's as good as X Men, the aging Stuart and what's his name? <laughs> what's his name Ian Mc... what's his name Ian McCallum Ian McCallum yeah um, <clears throat> like it's that good you know it's it's as good if not better than the Leia and the Tarkin stuff it's it's brilliant and I think what's fascinating to me is like this this really ushers in this new age of uh, like you said you know it used to be cease and desist don't do this crap now it's like it's talent scouting which what a world to live in man like imagine that when we were kids I was saying this about um picking up the bass again and just, you know, really going back to studying a lot of theory and music and stuff. And like, as a kid that didn't really have too much money, I couldn't afford music lessons, couldn't afford any of that stuff. And so I had no way to learn. You know, I was literally, I had no way to learn it because I couldn't afford to do it. Like, oh, but now, holy crap. Like you can learn anything online. You can get a job at ILM because your mum got you a PC 10 years ago. And, you know, it's all sort of, isn't everything just so much more accessible? Like the jobs that, you know, a rocket scientist isn't out of the realms of possibility for a kid from like, you know, wherever that, that would never normally be able to make that connection because there are platforms that exist to allow them to make the noise they need to, to make. Um, what a world, man. What an opportunity. So I'm, I'm chuffed by this. I think it's brilliant. I think well played Shamook. Um, sounds like some sort of creature if I'm honest, Shamook, done it. But I think what a what a brilliant thing to have have, have happened. Um, I'm well impressed with this. This is this is akin to like Arnold Pineda getting chosen off YouTube to be the singer in Journey because he was covering Journey on YouTube. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, dude, I'm I'm all over this. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And I think in the US in particular, decades ago, it was a case of um you went to college and university and he got some kind of qualification that was your only foot in the door to a company to start working for whoever you know you couldn't just walk in and be like well i've done this in my you know as a hobby for a couple of years i'm really good they're like nah got no qualification you know see you later so like you're absolutely right the platform that exists now just to go and do that stuff and people see it and they're like holy shit like this dude is doing what we wanted to do, but the quality, because mm. let's specifically talk about the Luke scene mm-hmm. when, and he's got a really nice side by side on that video that he put out. And it just looks like that. 
like you and I have spoken a little bit um, over the last few weeks when we've worked on internal projects for Captivate, where we've got to a point in our process and then it's a case of, okay, right, this is good. And if we launched it now, then our our users and our potential users would be like, yeah, this is good. But we need to like bang on that last 5% or whatever it is to make it great, to make it awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like to me here, where Lucasfilm did a good job, but then this guy comes along and he's added on that extra insert percentage amount here. And now it looks great. It looks amazing. And that's that's probably what they've their, their train of thought. They're like, our guys have done a good job in-house, but this guy's like, yeah. And it just, the Luke just looks like, it just looks like Return of the Jedi Luke. There's no getting away from it. He's done such mm-hmm. a great job. Bang on. It really is good, man. It, it really is the subtleties of it. Like you said, it's not an overhaul. Um, it, it, it really is just the bits of lighting in the eyes and around the skin. The texture doesn't look as video gamey. Um, it looks a bit more human, and and then just the like the, we've seen this in cutscenes across games for years, where it's the mouths that you know that the very subtle micro movements of the mouths that that, that really showcase for me how far tech has come outside the lighting and outside everything that you see in gaming. You know, it's often the mouths in the cutscenes that make things look more human because they are so nuanced, and he he that for me is where he really excelled. Like he just upgraded that entire section by just that percentage that stopped your brain thinking, is this CGI and made it think, there is something that's clearly not fully human here, but I don't know what, mm. you know? it's And that is a big shift in the perception from that's definitely CGI to, is that CGI? You know, that's a huge jump, man. Yeah, it's the eyes as well. Sometimes in yeah. video games, you have that dead eyes thing going on. Yeah, that's true, actually. They, they don't somehow manage to get that depth, do they? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it looks really good. So absolutely fair play, man, to this guy, Shamuk, the talented monster, Shamuk. Uh, I wonder if they'll credit him as Shamuk in the credits for whatever show he's working on so that everyone knows it was that YouTuber that worked on that show or if they use his real name. Mm. Mm, I'd probably want to be Shamuk. Shamuk. This one's been Shamuked. Ah. Uh, Anyway, Star Wars Rebels. Remember that cartoon? I do. I loved it. Pretty good, that one. Mm. Really good character in it. Agent Callus. Do you remember that dude? Mm. He had the wicked mutton chops. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just a bit of a badass. He, uh, he caused some problems uh, for the Rebels and stuff in quite a few episodes. Really good character. Quite, uh, quite made an impression on Star Wars fans. He's one of those people that, one of those characters, sorry, that um, never gets like a star status within something, but it's still a fan favorite. It's a bit like Boba Fett. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not up there with the A-list cast, but he's still a big fan favorite. Everyone loves Boba Fett. Callus mm-hmm. uh, is like the... And also Boba Fett, he was, he was a bad guy, wasn't he? And that seems to resonate with people. People love that kind of supporting bad guy character. And he's Callus uh, fits that, that bucket perfectly. Uh, anyway... It's been kind of, well, it's been confidently confirmed. No, that, that wouldn't be the right terminology, would it? There's been a couple of websites that have confident that this character, Callus, is going to pop up as a live-action version in the upcoming Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi show, uh, which is very cool. So I'm getting this report from LRM online, and they say that we are confident to share 
that Agent Callus will be in the highly anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series. With the show taking place 10 years after the events of Sith, it would seem that Agent Callus will be at the height of his Imperial rank. It makes sense to have the best Imperial agents hunting down, Jeb, uh, hunting down Kenobi and other rebels. So, again, this is not confirmed by Lucasfilm or Disney or anything like that, but these guys are pretty confident that he's going to pop up. Now, it does make sense. I do agree with this to a degree. It does make sense because throughout the Star Wars films across the timeline, you always get one or two Imperial officers that are um, sort of second or third down the tree in command and stuff. Uh, in the OT, we had those dudes all sitting around the table when Vader comes in, you know, talking about plans for the Death Star. And then in the sequel trilogy, we had the dude from Harry Potter who were always rocking with... Uh, um, uh, what's his face? What's his face? What's his chops? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah. So there's always an Imperial dude that's like high up in the ranks, but not high enough to be the top dog. Anyway... Callus is going to be in this. I think this is a good shout. We don't normally do rumours, but I think this one could come to fruition. What say thee? Yeah, I agree, dude. Um, I agree with that. I I, uh, I I think it will sort of be like a, an Exegol moment, a reverse Exegol moment. You know, we talked about Exegol being... It could have been any planet. And for the fans... Send them back to Coruscant. Stick it under the Jedi Temple. Do all that shit underneath there. It'll be far better. But to the casual viewer, doesn't matter. It's just a planet. It's a it's a bit of a MacGuffin that you're chasing that's on a planet. And it doesn't really matter where it is. So for the casual fan, it makes no difference. But it's one of those where, if you know, it makes it a bit better. Because you're like, oh, that's callous. I know what he ends up doing. So him being a tool now and being part of the ISB and chasing Kenobi around and, you know, maybe interacting with Vader and the Inquisitorius, you know, that's cool. I get that. That's wicked for me as a fan. But for you, as the non-fan, bad guy officer, that's all you need to know. You know? So it's a no-brainer. <clears throat> and this is why I like the Star Wars stuff, if they get it right, because it is just these throwaway moments. It's like Depa Bilaba and Kanan Jarrus, or Caleb Doom in, in Bad Batch. Could have been any Padawan and any Master. Didn't need to be those two, but it was. And that, you know, that connectivity, that's why, it, that, you know, it, it ticks the boxes for fans. So, yeah, I think this is a fair shout, dude. And, um... Someone in the comments over at LRM Online has mentioned something that I didn't think of either, which is that if this is done right, this could actually play through to Andor as well, because that's set, what, five, five years after Kenobi, we think, or maybe around the same time, and, you know, it could, this could become one of those characters, a little bit like Arinda Price in the books and Rebels and Clone Wars, you know, Price just shows up throughout the range of extended stuff. It could just be one of those where you're like, right, wait a sec, that's an Imperial officer, is it, is it? Is it? It is brilliant, you know. So it becomes. I think what it does is it gives a it gives an air of connectedness without the need to weave a story into it. You know, he could show up here and show up in Andor without even a story arc. He could just show up as the bad guy officer, and you would know there was connectivity between them without the needing to be that ongoing arc just for him. It's just, his mere presence alone will show the connectivity. Um, so I, I give a bit of credibility to this dude. Um, I, I think so. And I saw another rumour yesterday as well, which is, is, is not related to this, but apparently Anakin's going to show up. Apparently he's been uh, rumoured to show up in his entire Clone Wars armour. 
So we think it might be flashbacks, which yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. is pretty badass. Yeah, I saw that. I think flashbacks is probably, well, it has to be the way to go. If he's going to show up in that armour and stuff. You wouldn't Got be a bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would look badass though. Oh, can you imagine what it's going to be like on set to have um, those guys back doing Star Wars stuff? Oh, that must be such a great feeling because you would have thought that after the prequels just, it's tanked the right word. At the they time. They got beat up a little bit. Yeah, I think at the time they weren't as well received. Certainly not as bad as the sequel trilogy. I don't think they were, but they weren't terribly well received. But but to be back on set doing that, when you clearly thought, bloody hell, after the reception we got when they came out, you know, mm-hmm. see you later. So that's yeah. really good. And yeah, another comment that was funny on this, uh, on LRM was, uh, who's the source on this? I'm going to stay sceptical. And then LRM, they <laughs> reply and say, well, the source is us. You know, we, we put the article out. It's like, <laughs> so the dude's probably like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we love people. <laughs> so, so Callus, a good shout on that one, LRM. I think, yeah, he'll probably turn up at some point. Uh, talking of uh, Disney Plus stuff, uh, we had a really cool poster that dropped as a result of Comic-Con this year. And it's got fans going a bit nuts over it in a good way for a change. So there's a really cool poster and it's got um, uh, uh, OT Luke and him and Grogu are doing their forcey stuff. And uh, apparently, uh, and it must be, it must be true uh, because Luke is, um, he's, he's got a, a force crystal uh, a kyber crystal and it's the yellow version and uh, little grogu beside him he's using the force as well and he's making all the little elements that make up a lightsaber float ahead of him uh, above him and then luke's got the crystal so grogu's lightsaber is going to be yellow he's going to have a yellow blade which a lot of people are saying is we'll see him wield that in the mandalorian season three um probably unless they get their own spin-off, which is entirely possible, according to Mike Zero. But dude, everyone's gone nuts over it. They're like, oh my God, this is badass. And then there's been loads of tweets saying, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yellow lightsaber for, Grog- for Grogu's now canon. This is going to be badass. I'm up for this, dude. Not every Jedi or trainee Jedi needs to have a blue or green one. Let's go with yellow, because, you know, it's good. Well, they're a thing now, aren't they, with Ray doing the uh, the orange one? And, you know, there's a range of them now. I've, I've got to be honest, dude, this, like, it looks brilliant. And But I'll be completely straight. I honestly thought this was fan art when I first saw it. It's only, like, I saw it on IG and a few other places. And then it's only when it cropped up in the news that I was like, oh, crap, that's actually a, an actual, like, canon thing. Like, I didn't realise. I thought it was just fan art. And, and not because it's any you know, different in quality to anything else. It's just that I didn't think they would reveal that level of thing via a poster at, at Comic-Con at home. Um, so when I saw it and sort of realised what was going on, I was like, ooh, actually, this is pretty nifty. They've gone to get a kyber crystal. He's showing him how to build it, you know, because we never saw Luke doing that apart from that deleted scene in, in, in Jedi. And yeah, I think this is pretty nifty, man. I don't, you know, there's not loads to say on it, but, you know, we're going to see him bouncing around like Yoda. Yeah. Of course, man, yeah. That's the only way for these. Do We don't know a species name for these guys, do we yet? Do you think that Luke's going to be a bit of a dick with him and be like, right, listen, you won't know him, but there was someone that looked like you and I remember carrying him around on his back as part of my training. 
So all it is, is I want you to get up that tree with me on your back. And I know you're three foot one, but it's part of your training, dude. It's all I know. I've read the texts. <laughs> yeah. There might be something in that, you know. I know you were joking around, but there might be a, a way of Luke telling him that, look, you know, I did know someone that looked just like you. I'm not being racist, but I looked, <laughs> I knew someone that knew that looked exactly like you. And he was badass. It might be one of those things where they're in a the little hut somewhere. Might go back to Dagobah. And you can hear his like, slide number 421. Here's me with Yoda <laughs> going yeah. through this. And Grogu's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a video someone made of Yoda talking about <laughs> seagulls. Um, don't know where the cameras were, but all I will say is that it made me laugh in the darkest days. After I killed Kylo, tried to kill him, this is all I could watch to cheer me up. Um, the... It's interesting though, isn't it? Because, you know, th- are we going to get to see his recognition of Grogu as a Yoda-like individual? And at this point, Yoda um, is in the force with Obi-Wan and Anakin. You know, do, do, you, do you start to bring those guys back as, as Disney? Because we can't assume that he didn't see Yoda since the end of Return of the Jedi 20, 30 years ago until that tree, he burnt the, until Yoda burnt the tree down. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. there's, there's so much latitude here to do shit with is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's such a dick move, man, wasn't it? Well, he Burn knew though. He knew Ray had stolen it. It was like, <laughs> fuck with you, I will. Luke's face though, man, he was gutted for like a minute. He was like, no. Yeah. He was like, called your bluff, dickhead. Yeah. That's what you get. <laughs> What a dick. Yeah. All the time he knew that Ray had snuck in and stole the text and not said a damn word. Screw you, Yoda, you dick. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's there'll always be a, a need. Not a need. There'll always be a want from fans to bring those characters mm-hmm. back, of course. We've had it for so long. I think many people have wanted uh, Qui-Gon to come back in some shape or form. Loads yeah. of people have wanted him to come back, and they haven't done that yet, and that's been going on for years. So I don't know. It, I guess it would depend on the surrounding stories that are going on because mm-hmm. if there's ever a time to do that stuff, it's now with all of oh, these yeah. various shows coming out and stuff, exploring all these other characters and things that are happening around a similar timeline. Now would be the time. Yeah. Well, the easiest thing to do is get him into the Obi-Wan series, you know, get him into into that whole, you know, that, that how's your training going? I know Yoda said that, you know, you had to train to, Come back when you die. Like, how's that going? Just checking in. Um, and in, I think in in certain point of view as well, you know, you, you hear in that there is a tale of Obi Wan communing with Qui Gon in the Force, and you know, the loneliness that I assume that that Obi Wan feels um, will be something to probably handle. And you know, does he communicate with Yoda through the Force, or is that is that gonna is that gonna cause the Inquisitors or Vader to detect them. You just don't know. We, you know, we just simply don't know, um, <clears throat> which is what's fascinating. And then you've got this flashback thing going on. I do. The, the world is their oyster with this, but it goes back to what we said. Why do Ray when there's this much other stuff? That clearly, you put Obi Wan Obi Obi Wan McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi, you and McGregor back on screen as Obi Wan. No one gives a crap about Ray. No one. No. So if Disney had announced both of them, like if that Ray thing was a genuine proper show that had been announced nobody would be t- talking too much about it anyway all focus would be on the obi-wan show we've well, only got to look at what's happening with andor 
Yeah. Like, that could be a badass spy espionage thriller. No one is mentioning it. And that's a tragedy. And that is a tragedy. Got to go out there now and put a smile on. That is what Andor's thinking. Definitely. Nuts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, last couple of stories to finish up with. Let's couple talk Lego. I know we don't like Lego, but let's call, cover it anyway. The big gunship, the Republic gunship, you know, that big ass thing, the white and red one and the doors open on the side and all the clones hop out. Yoda's been known to cruise around in it at times. Bit of Mace window action as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been added to the, uh, what's it called? What's the Elite Club, for, uh, the Ultimate Collector series. It's been added to that. Loads of pieces in this one. Uh as they normally are. Dude, I still need to try and bag that Millennium Falcon. Mm, big time, man. UCS one. It's, uh, I know it goes for stupid money, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, 3,292 pieces make up the, yeah, man, make up the Republic gunship. And it was part of the, um, you know, every year they do this um, Lego Ideas uh, thing where, fans you know start voting and stuff and they whittle it down whittle it down the most popular vote wins so this one won over the tie bomber that was one option and the other one was the nebulon uh escort frigate which i'm not sure what that is by the name alone mm-hmm. i'd have to see a picture but uh this one out over that one but it is going to stretch the wallet a little bit just a little bit so 350 bucks uh will set you back to get the uh the gunship but it is a big old beefy thing though dude there's a We've got a promo pick of a, a guy holding it upright, and it is pretty pretty meaty, man. You're gonna need a bit of space on the shelf for this one, but yeah, I think you and I are on the same boat with this stuff. Where Lego's great, but there comes a point where it just becomes like mm. silly money, you know, or it's like birthday. Can I have it for my birthday? That kind of thing. This is just about my limit. Like, 350 quid for a Lego is just about my limit. Like, I want to get the Moss Eisley Cantina and the whole Moss Eisley Spaceport thing. That might be my next and last Star Wars thing for a while and then get the Batwing and the Batmobile. Um, <clears throat> but I'm running out of room, man. You know, I'm running out of room. Um, but but th- that pricing is just about my limit. Because you, 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 then you get into, like, Star Destroyer, big UC Millennium Falcon, 600 book job, you know, which is... You're chucking the best part of a grand away. Um, and it's amazing to have, but it's just going to look brilliant on a shelf. So, I mean, like, I've got the R2-D2, which is part of the UC as well, but, I mean, that was, like, 180 quid. It's about, I don't know, I don't know, just over a foot high. So it's badass. It's brilliant. But when you compare that to, like, just if you anyone's watching the video, which I know no one is because they're not, but that TIE fighter behind me, sorry, that X-Wing behind me, like, that was 20 quid. Look at the size of it. Like that's a that's a that's a foot long beast. Do you know what I mean? That's a it's a it's a beauty. So it's like where you've got to sort of pick your battles. I think with with Lego stuff because it's all brilliant. There's no denying it. Like the stuff that I don't like is the real little stuff, like the stuff that's that's too small to have any real shape to it. Um, but I think those kind of you know that X wing was twenty five quid, man. And it's it's intricate. It's decent size. It's good quality. It's clear what it is. It's it's very very prominent. But I'd, I'd, do, I'd, I'd stretch to this, I'd stretch to a 350 because it's huge, mate. But where would you put it? It'd have to be it'd have to be like a nylon fishing wire suspended from the ceiling sort <laughs> of thing. You'd yeah. have to really think it through. And I was I was thinking about Moss Eisley. I said it to Sam the other day. I said, look, if I get this Moss Eisley one, I'm probably going to have to build a base for it. I'm going to have to get some MDF out of the garage, get a few of those Lego bases, glue it all together, 
make something, spray it up, and 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 maybe even and like mount it on a wall, you know, like at an angle or something. Because there's just there is nowhere to put it because they're that big. And this is the same, like it's obnoxiously big, <laughs> but but badass, you know. <laughs> so I think this is just about my limit, dude. I think it is, yeah, obnoxiously big. I think it, this is just about my limit for like a. A, a, a treat for myself you know what i mean yeah yeah i totally agree with that dude and i think the mose eisley one that that also retail for 350 dollars. i think here in the uk it's 320 pounds so it's not quite up to that 350 line but it's not far off well that um the moss eisley stuff looks badass dude i think it opens out does it open out the main city part of it it does. It, yeah. it does. Looks awesome, man. It's on sale on Zavi for like two hundred and eighty quid at the minute, but I, I can't. Number one, can't afford it, and number two, um, <laughs> I've got the R two to build, and I've got a few other things. I got a load of figurines actually that came last week. I got the Obi one there. Oh yeah, yep. Got you guys can't see this, but yeah, over yeah, here, yeah. yeah, you can't see this. And then there's a load back there that that turned up, and then the Jar Jar there. So I'm like into that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm trying to build the collection up. So, wh- but where do you put all this stuff? You know. That's the thing, mate. Yeah, I've run out of room a while ago for Lego. I had some. I had a, a Millennium Falcon. It wasn't the USC one, but it was a fairly decent one. It was like 180 quid. Yeah, that's decent like the mid-sized one. badass yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I sold it. I had a couple of bits. I had, a, I had an X-Wing. I had something else. And when I moved house a couple of years ago, I was like, I've literally got nowhere to put them. So I ended up selling them on eBay. Gutted. Did you, how did you, how did you, what did you get back for them, if you don't mind me asking? Like, how much, did you uh, lose on them? Did you make break even? Uh, the X-Wing I lost on it, and um, the the um, Vader's shuttle uh, I lost on it. But on the the Millennium Falcon, I, I lost about 20 quid, that was it. Mm. The other ones I sold for sort of less than half price, though. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. No, that makes sense, dude. I've I've sort of avoided keeping the boxes as well. Like I've got the Yoda and the Grogu up there, and I've been the boxes, same with the X-Wing, but I'm thinking with the, the R2, I might keep that one because it was a, you know, with it being a, a UC as voted for by you sort of thing. I might just stick it in the loft just in case. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. Stick it in you the know? loft, yep, yep. Yeah, the ones that I made less than half price on, I uh, accidentally on purpose left a couple of bricks out the bag, so uh, joke's on them. Joke's so. on them. Oi. <laughs> Joking. All right, last uh, story. This is a very <laughs> joking quick one. in case you're listening. <laughs> uh, very quick one. Mark Hamill. It's another little nugget of coolness from him. Uh, years ago, donkeys years ago, back in 2005, the guys over at Vanity Fair got all of the cast members from the from both uh, prequel and sequel trilogies and got as many as they could together to do this big photo shoot thing. And Mark Hamill was gutted because at the time he was doing a Broadway show. He was busy six out of seven days a week. He was doing eight shows a week and just didn't have the time. Anyway, for years, nobody knew that. Everyone just thought that he'd snuck out of a show, went to the photo shoot and come back again. Anyway, it's another one of those things. Was like, Oh, by the way, I was photoshopped into this photo and nobody knew. It's, how, has, how has he kept all of these things under wraps? It's an, like we spoke about this uh, last week or the week before, where it was one of those things, oh, him doing the voices for like pretty much every Star Wars program and film that's been out, and nobody knew. And it's another one. It's like, oh, yeah, this happened years ago. Just letting you know now, this is the thing. And it's a pretty good Photoshop job because nobody's ever said, does he look Photoshopped to you? Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. 
So another little Hamel nugget. Things becoming a regular thing, dude. Oh, he must have so much stuff. You know what I mean? He must have so... I don't know if he's done a book or anything, but he probably should do if he hasn't. Um, because, yeah, <clears throat> I love this stuff. He's such a cool guy, man. He just maintains his coolness, doesn't he? Um, and, yeah, he must have all sorts of crap going on like, in his brain. Like, I don't imagine this stopping anytime soon. You know what I mean? And And... It does make you wonder what else they'll do with the Luke stuff as well and how much other stuff they might have already done that we just don't know about. You know what I mean? Because if you've got if you've got access to Mark Hamill, who continues to be a goldmine for, for, for Star Wars, you know, in terms of um, fan awareness and, and also revenue, if you stick Luke Skywalker in anything, there's just loads you can do with, when, with someone like Mark Hamill that's got a personality. So he, he just remains top of mind for Star Wars fans all the time. And I think it's fucking awesome, dude. I think he's a legend for it. I'm I'm, I'm all over a bit of cheeky Mark Hamill like that. <laughs> yeah, legend is correct on that one, mate. He's it really is. Ledge. And that's thrown around a hell of a lot, isn't it? But that is actually true. You know, mm -hmm. it really is in this in this case. Even as Joker Skeletor. Still Gelator. legend. Gelator. It really did. It really <laughs> was just Joker, wasn't it? 100%. But I'm all right with that because he's fucking crazy, but... <laughs> It was. It really was just. Um, it, it, you can imagine him being like, "Ah, he man, oh, Batman." There was no fucking difference at all, it, and the laugh was the same. But I had no complaints. Just Mark Hamill, isn't it? It's Mark Hamill yeah. doing his thing. Exactly. Oh, I love the Hamill goodness. Anyways, let's stick a penny oh, there. Let's. Uh, Muppets. Let's wrap it there for one one seven. Sounds like a loading bay door number. We'll meet you Doesn't at docking bay so. 117. It's a good one, that. GC117. Reporting for duty. Like it. Like it. Well, that has been Spark of Rebellion for another week. It's been great to have you here. Thank you so much for coming back and listening for another week. Remember to follow our show on whatever podcast app you listen on. That way you listen to all of our new shows when they land every week on a Saturday. We are on the socials too. Check us out over there. Uh, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash twitter and forward slash instagram uh, we chat star wars are coming involved in the community over there and if you want to support the show you can do that over on patreon you can zip over there via sparkofrebellion.com forward slash patreon and thank you once again to our current patrons you guys are awesome dude it's been another good week chatting through a good range of star wars news it keeps rolling Oh, it always does. It's um, it's always fun to be able to just chat through and have some bants and, and just, you know, shoot down Mike Zero weirdness. Um, which, you know, if it all comes true, I take it all back. But uh, we shall see. Um, always good, yeah. We'll see you every Saturday. That's always fun. Good to be back together doing the stuff as well. So thanks for listening. It does mean a heck of a lot. And uh, for the people that keep coming back and tuning in every week to Pascal and Denise and to, uh, to everyone out there that listens. Thank you so very much. And yeah, always fun, dude. Always fun indeed. Yeah, it'll probably be uh, Doomcock's turn next week, so we'll see what, what's happening over there. So uh, until then, though, take care of yourself, take, uh, stay healthy, stay safe and all that jazz, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>